how does the experience of selfing maintain itself? When we feel like we're constantly reconstituting a sense of contracted self, how is that happening? Are we doing it? Is it an automatic process? Is it real? Is it unreal? How does all that work? Well, without getting into the mechanics of it, I can offer one way of looking at what's actually happening. And that is that the selfing mechanism stays intact in what it refers itself to or what it relates to. So if you just give some attention to your internal process throughout the day, you might notice that when you're moving past a certain event or situation in the day, the mind will often start to summarize what just happened as if writing a novel about yourself. It will start to say, oh, well, I'm glad that was over. Now it's time to relax and rest. Or it might start to prepare for the next moment, prepare for the next event or situation and start to think in terms of how I'm gonna prepare for that, what I'm gonna say, what I'm gonna do, whether it'll be uncomfortable or comfortable, almost as if to brace for what hasn't happened yet. Now in both of these situations, we are ignoring what's actually happening in the moment to some degree and often to a large degree. So the key here is to first just become aware, just become aware of that mechanism. And it requires time. It requires the illusion of time or the belief in time. So relating to events and situations and the belief in time. And this is the patchwork of time doership and relationality that sews together an apparent timeline on which the narrative of you can be constructed. So it's all made out of thoughts. None of it's really happening. It's far more flimsy than it appears. But to the degree that our attention is almost constantly sucked into it, it feels very real, heavy, dense. So it's very important to just become aware of it. Become aware of those narratives. Become aware of what it feels like to be that contracted self moving through time, struggling, pushing, pulling, believing, doubting, judging. And once we have a good feel for what that is, where that is in our experience, we have an opportunity to drop it. Now drop it doesn't mean to try to imagine ourselves pushing it away or getting rid of it. And it doesn't mean thinking about what it's like when it's not there, because that would just be more selfing. 
It's learning to drop our attention out of that narrative. We can do it by noticing an endless unbinding, an endless dropping, an endless letting go or dissolving that's always here. Staying with that moment to moment, noticing how attention has a tendency to grab onto a thought, but it doesn't have to, and just let it go and let it go and let it go. That's one method. Another method is to lean into the sense fields, the sound field, the visual field, the sensation field. And you may notice a combination that works well for you. It may feel like synesthesia. But between those two practices or those two approaches, and with some vigilance and alertness and patience and a willingness to relax the body as needed because it will tense up. This can become enjoyable, simple. It's like you always know what to do. If you feel like you don't know what to do, if you're in doubt, you can be assured that you're already in the mind, in the world of thought. So start with the unbinding. Just notice it. It's already there. There's something that never holds on, never grasps. That's your entry point. And just stay there. And at some point, the vivid sense fields will become far more clear, more enticing. <laughs>